Good afternoon and welcome to Mediascope, the programme for and about the public relations, event management and journalism industries. I'm Ellen Gunning from the Irish Academy of Public Relations and you're very welcome to the programme. On this week's show, I'm chatting with Paul McDermott from Ratmines College about the radio landscape in Ireland at the moment. Thanks for taking my call, Paul. You're very welcome, Ellen. Now, no better man to talk to about radio in Ireland. You broadcast on Dublin City FM. You mm-hmm. have been a director of the station. You lecture on media in Rathmines. I am going to enjoy getting your insights today, I have to tell you. Radio in Ireland. Tell me why Irish people are so addicted to radio. We have apparently among the highest listenerships in the world for radio. Ellen, it's... Uh it's extraordinary, you know. I tell my students every year, I kind of start off and I tell my students, you know, uh, what you've just said. And, and then I say, who listens to the radio? Is the radio on at home? And then I put up a slide, Ellen, that says that um, in Ireland, uh, on average, we listen to 4.2 hours of radio every day. And uh, the European average, would you believe, is way down at 2.7 hours. And indeed, our closest neighbour over in the UK, just over two hours. And my students are always just absolutely flummoxed with this statistic. And they go, what? Four? And, and, and then I have to say... It's very, very high, yeah. Yeah, I have to say, how many of you had a radio on in the kitchen this morning? How many of you had the radio on in the car, on your commute, you know? So we've, we've, um, we've always been fascinated with news. We've always been fascinated with with um, what's going on, what um, what are our neighbours doing, um, what are um, what are our friends and family in all parts of the country? We want to know what's going on. We've always had that thing, and then you add into this then a kind of it, believe it or not, it's this it's this weird kind of um, uh, uh, post colonial thing, Ellen, of we are also fascinated with what's happening in the UK. So we don't just consume our own media, we also consume our closest neighbours' media. Of course, we speak the same language, and of course, there's always things happening in the UK that have a direct uh, influence on Irish society. I mean, I suppose the big story in the last 18 months has been like, like you know, like Brexit, apart from like um, the COVID pandemic, it, it's it's Brexit and how Brexit is is going to affect us here, how it's going to affect um, things in Northern Ireland. So that's the thing, you see. We, we're so busy consuming our, our own media, our own brands, but we, we're also watching Channel 4 news. We're watching BBC news. We're watching Sky news. And, and that's it. That explains why these figures are always higher for for Ireland, but it's not just radio, Ellen, and and you know this more than anyone. We we um, per head of capita, we go to the cinema more. We 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 still buy more newspapers. We're we're uh, uh, we're obsessed with our local newspapers still. Um, you know that's not necessarily a big Dublin phenomenon, but anyone who who's from outside of Dublin who lives in Dublin is still attached to their local media down home. You know, so uh, the figures are are 
are definitely strange when you look at them from um, a statistical point of view, you know. Is it the, I'm going to pick you up on the post-colonial thing, is it that that has us so interested in UK media? Because it always fascinates me that you're absolutely right, we consume all of our own media and then we can debate equally um, what's happening in the House Commons in the UK or what's happening on the ground of the UK, what are the stories over there, who are their yeah. personalities. We're as familiar with them as we are with Irish media see, and yet it wouldn't be the same the other way round. Yeah, the UK wouldn't be as familiar with us absolutely sure sure half of them don't even know that we're an independent republic ellen but this is not unique to us you get this around europe for instance so for instance in in austria they they consume all of the big brands of german media again what have they got in common they speak the same language so the smaller country austria consumes all of the big brands that are coming in from their closest neighbour. Look, you, you get and it presumably in the Germans aren't that interested in Austrian not at all, media. Not yeah. at all. You get it in Australia. Australia, they obviously have their own media landscape, but they're still obsessed with what's happening in the UK. You know, um, you 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 get it from a number of the the old French um, colonies. You know, uh, in North Africa, you. Like, you know, one of the big media agencies out there in the world is an old French agency called a, um, AFP. And, and um, uh, they, they provide news for, um, for, for the French media from all of these former French colonies that, mm-hmm. of course, still speak French, you know. They obviously have their own languages, but they also, like, they're bilingual and they still speak French. So, like, like the French... Like the French media isn't a bit interested about what's happening in Algeria, so on and so forth. But Algerian media will still, like, actually carry big French news. It happens, obviously, between Portugal and Brazil as well, with a, a common language, you know. Obviously, the, a, a very obvious one is you get this happening in South America with all of the um, the Spanish-speaking countries in South America. So, yeah, that that kind of post-colonial thing ex- explains it somewhat. It does know, to a certain extent because the language, as you say, unites. Yeah. So, And it, it possibly gives you, as a, a previously colonised nation, it gives you an, a, a wider view of the world that maybe you wouldn't have in your own area. What I'm, I'm curious about too is the fact that you said news. Now, I'm a complete news junkie, right? I love talk radio. So if I turn on radio and there's sort of music on, um, I'll instantly start to flick to look for somebody who's talking about anything so that I can yeah. keep a finger on the pulse of what's happening in news. But those 4.2 hours, are they mostly news? Is there? No, I'm wondering, is there a difference? Like, do younger people listen to more it's music? Passive. It, it's passive, you know? Okay. It's passive. It's 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 background. It's background. Now, of course, what's been fascinating is what's happened in the last 12 months, Ellen, because radio listenership has gone through the roof. And of course, this suddenly is, is like it's more active listening. So, of course, you know, the big thing, the big thing, as you said there, it's talk radio, news and information has gone up. The the big gains in the last 12 months in radio listenership in this country are RTE Radio 1, news and information, and news talk, you know. News Can talk. I just add Dublin City FM to that? Because well, our absolutely. listenership has actually has, increased indeed. from 135,000 to 250,000 in a six-month period to the end Incredible. of last year. Amazing figures, yeah. And that's and, and we're mostly talk. We're, we're the, music, music as well, is. but we're a lot of talk. And the other thing that's happened is at the other end of the kind of genre, 
something like Lyric FM is doing really well again. So what's happening is 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 people either want news about the world and what's going on and and the vaccinations and COVID and what's happening, and at the other end they want to switch off and they want an escape from the. They want news. peace. Yeah. What's yeah. been hit is pop music. Pop music has been hit, so the likes of Two FM isn't doing well, and this is easily explained, Alan, because. If a family are all together in a house, who controls radio? It's mum and dad control the radio. And if mum and dad control the radio, like like pop music isn't for the most part going on. So that's what's happening, you see? That's really interesting, yeah. So the fact that younger people are in an environment that they don't control in terms of radio listenership means that they're listening to more talk radio than they possibly Absolutely. would normally be inclined Absolutely. to at all. 2FM has been hit because people aren't commuting to work. When people are commuting to work, the kids, they're like nagging mum and dad, stick on something we like, stick on something we are into, on goes the pop music on the on the car stereo. When it's mum and dad at home in the kitchen, they're glued to talk. That's they actually true. They get up in the morning they and they want to know what's yeah. the story, what's happening in the but, world. But yeah. the fact is, Alan, for the most part, I mean, we're... We're we're kind of um, you know we're staring at something in the face here and we're not admitting it and it's the fact that for the most part, you know, fifteen to you know like twenty fives, they're not listening to the radio at all. You know, I was actually going to say to you, I presume that they have buds in their ears generally and they're listening to their own choice of music. They're streaming whatever it is they're interested in. Absolutely, I say to students every every year, who's listening to the radio? Silence. You know, silence. They all have their Spotify accounts. They're listening to lots of podcasts. They're not interested in in national radio. They don't care about, you know, uh, uh, like the top 20 Irish radio programs. They don't care about debates in this country, about presenters and presenters' wages and all of that. They're not interested in any of this. They're not interested in a debate about, you know, public service broadcasting and the funding of RT. They don't give a damn. They are, you know... Uh, uh, border free they're listening to music from all over the world they listen to podcasts from all over the world and they don't give a damn and that's the big thing that's the big thing what's going to happen when when that age group you know but you know what's fascinating about that Paul you know? they're still studying broadcast media and there's a colleague of mine I was talking yeah. to her that's a few months ago now and she teaches um, print media print journalism and she said she guest lectures in a particular college that shall remain nameless but she guest lectures in there and she always begins by saying what media do you want to write for and the students will say primarily the Irish Times and then the Irish Independent the, the kind of the well known names and then she will say give me a show of hands how many people have read the Irish Times today in the last week in the last month and they don't read them you must be finding like they're studying broadcast but what you're saying is they're listening mostly to podcasts rather than live broadcasts so what's influencing them to study broadcast I know we're going off on a tangent here now but I'm curious but but you see it's it's there's a, a myriad of influences but you see they they're still interested but they're but they don't have the kind, the kind of gatekeepers that we had growing up, Ellen. Do you know what I mean? They, 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 they aren't interested. When I talk to them about what's happening in the media landscape in Ireland, they're not interested. They actually aren't interested. They couldn't care less. They, they see beyond borders, and but yet they are consuming 
so much media. It's incredible. And you ask them, what are you listening to? And whereas 20 years ago, I'd have been told, oh, I listen to 2FM, I listen to you know, like my local community radio station. I, yeah. And now I'm getting I'm getting a big, long list of podcasts and I'm taking down names, Ellen. I'm going, oh, I have to check that out. I haven't heard that one. What's that like? Tell me about it. They're all really interested, but they're just completely, completely, they have their own influences, they have, they have their own stars, they have their own influencers, you know. Social media, obviously, Ellen, plays a huge part of it. But it's really know? interesting that you're actually trying to keep up with them, if you know what I mean. Let me take yeah. a very quick commercial break here and no we'll be problem. back to you right after this. You're listening to The Mediascope Show with Ellen Gunning on 103.2. Dublin City FM. Welcome back. I'm chatting with Paul McDermott from Rathmines College about the media landscape in Ireland and how people consume media. We were talking about that younger cohort of people who primarily look to podcasts. Are there podcasts replacing what we would have known as news media when we were growing up? So that constant debate. Are they listening to podcasts that are effectively talk podcasts about issues of interest to them, Paul? Yeah, that's it. That's it. But they're not listening to a diet of of the kind of uh, national news that that we would listen to. You know, it's very different. You know, and I think what's really interesting, Ellen, is um, you know the big changes that have happened in the landscape here. In the la- like, it's funny. These things usually kind of come in threes and. You know, nothing had 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 happened in terms of ownership in Irish media for a good few years, and now in the last couple of years, we've seen three big changes happen, which is is going to really shake things up. So, on one hand, the Irish Times took over um, the Irish Examiner. Okay, so now on one hand, that's uh, you know one national paper buying up another national paper, but you uh-huh. see the Irish Examiner also has or also has interests in radio. So that's WLR down in Waterford and Beat FM. So that means now effectively the Irish Times owns a couple of radio stations. And then obviously the big news kind of two years ago was that INM, Independent News and Media, the home of um, you know some of the biggest brands in Irish media, Sunday World, Sunday Independent, Irish Independent, The Herald, um, that was um, um, taken over by a huge um, a Belgian company called Media House. Now, that was Dennis O'Brien um, selling up his 29.9% of INM and getting out of, of print media, you know, right. online media. And now, of course, there, a few weeks ago, we had the big news that um, Bauer Media, which is a German group, they have... Um, um, they've offered to basically buy out Dennis O'Brien's Irish operation of radio stations, which is called Communicorp. Now, this is huge news because um, Dennis O'Brien, obviously a huge figure for the last couple of decades in the Irish media. But of course, you see, he started his empire with 98FM. And from 98FM, then obviously uh, uh, he got involved in lots of other media. At the moment, Communicorp owns five radio stations in, in the Republic of Ireland. And and Bauer, like a lot of people won't have heard of Bauer, but like Bauer, um, it's a big German um, company, but it has huge interests in the UK. And some of its brands, people would know, like um, an awful lot of, ma- like ho- hundreds of actual um, print magazines, Empire Magazine, you know, uh, um, Kerrang Magazine, huge radio interests. They, they have about 60 radio stations. Um, so, 
So, are, Paul, let me ask you the, the kind of obvious question. Why is Dennis O'Brien getting out, having built such a big stake in both print media and broadcast? And why are these companies interested in coming in? Yeah. Um, he's he's getting out. I, I, I would assume that he's had enough of it. He's had enough of it. He has sunk so much money into both INM and Communicorp over the years. Now, Communicorp did turn a profit a couple of years ago for the first time in years. But I'd say he's just ultimately sick of it. And as we know, he's got business interests elsewhere. Obviously, um, um, did you sell over in the Caribbean? And there's, um, you know, he's, 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 he's got like massive issues there with the re, um, re- financing of Digicel but um, and I suppose as you say media has always been a black hole anybody who owns any form of media just pumps money into it which begs the question I mean why are people interested in buying it you know but like Ellen people have always said why would you invest in media is it is it to serve your own ego is Mm -hmm. it to try and influence people ultimately you know you're not doing it to like turn a profit for the most part but that's why the Bauer thing is interesting because you see Bauer have been repositioning all of their radio stations um, in the UK really music orientated and and turning them into really kind of um, an awful lot of podcasts as well they've launched recently their own podcasting service and you look at the radio stations that Communicorp have in Ireland and you go well yeah I can see Spin FM and Spin Southwest um, and 98FM I can see that happily you know fit within Bauer but then you look at the other two and you go like News Talk and Today FM mm. you know where do they sit within the whole like Bauer idea of what Bauer do and how Bauer is so brand orientated um, so interesting times ahead for all those um, all those radio stations and you, you know? would imagine they target a very different audience because the spins will go for a younger music listening probably in terms of advertising an easier audience to sell to um, they have a disposable income they they're much more inclined to buy on the fly or to buy without putting a lot of thought behind it. They'll impulse buy. Whereas the news talk today, FM, is closer in style, I suppose, or is more modelled on BBC, RTE. It's an older demographic and much more costly to produce. Like music radio is much, much cheaper than news radio. Absolutely. This is it. And and. This is why it's so interesting, because, of course, you know, one of the other changes that happened a few years ago is um, UTV sold up their six stations in the Republic. And um, uh, uh, it's Rupert Murdoch's um, news corporation, uh, a company called Wireless UK. Over over here, they kind of rebrand themselves as um, Urban Media, and they have a couple of radio stations in um in Dublin as well. Obviously, the, like the big rival to 98FM, FM 104, is part of this urban group. But what's interesting about urban is uh, this very thing of, you know, like urban media is all about um, uh, big urban c- conurbations in the Republic, in Dublin and Cork, Limerick. Uh, they also like sell advertising for Galway Bay FM. Uh, they own a radio station in Belfast, um, U like the old Ulster radio. Um, so so that's the big rival group now to Bauer. So, uh, you know, we have about 30-something um, c- commercial radio stations in the country, and we've got these two big media groups. One is effectively owned by Rupert Murdoch, and the other is um, 
uh, if this deal goes ahead, it's going to be Bauer Media. So uh, Rupert Murdoch with six stations and Bauer with five. And then, like, underneath that, then you have, you know, you know, um, 20-something other commercial radio stations with lots of different owners and so on. But I thought, I was looking back, Ellen, because I thought at its height, Communicorp, Dennis O'Brien's radio um, empire, at its height, round about 10 years ago, they had 42 radio stations all across Europe. Believe it or not, Ellen, there was a Spin FM in Jordan. There was a Spin FM in Estonia. The exact same radio station, literally. I mean, like the branding... um, the the uh, the pink logo on on black, the exact same branding. So you could spin travel FM. the world and find your local exactly. spin. Exactly, exactly. What there happened was a to spin it, Paul? FM in the in the Czech Republic, you know, and and literally, I mean, literally, the not only was the branding the same, but the actual uh, format of music was the exact same. All that was different. Just like here, spin in Dublin, but spin southwest below in Munster. The music's the same, it's the accents are different, you know. So what so, happened to it, Paul, is a nice well, of interest? Eventually, of of course, just, you know, as these things happen, repositioning and uh, uh, mergers and uh, a dissolution of assets and so on and so forth. But then Communicorp wanted to get into the UK market and it bought up a lot of big... Um, a lot of big brands in the UK, like, you know, Heart Radio and Capital Radio and so on and so forth. So, so you see, that's the thing with, like, um, Bauer. Yes, Bauer are buying into Irish radio stations, but they're also getting all of these. I think Dennis O'Brien owns about nine radio stations up in the north of England, um, in the Midlands, in North Wales. So, you see, Bauer are also getting those big brands to add to their um, UK brands that they already own, you know. So, and there's obviously a belief then that advertising will come back because during on, the yes, pandemic, the advertising has been, oh, there's, there's no money coming into radio. There's no money coming into media, any form of media, to be fair. It's very little. No one's, no one's taking out advertising, but there's a belief, there's a belief that this move by Bauer into the Irish landscape is is injecting confidence in the... the uh, the landscape again. It's an, it's injecting a confidence back into radio, you know. It's exciting. It's Isn't it exciting. interesting when you're talking about Bauer, I'm also thinking that if you think of sort of wealthy entrepreneurs with an interest in media, you've had O'Reilly and O'Brien with the two big yes. Irish yes. interests. Murdoch seems to have outsurvived everybody in Absolutely. terms of being the, the media guru, if you like, of, of seeing he has to be able to turn a profit from it. I'm wondering in terms of the news talk and the Today FM, that kind of talk side of radio where is that going to go will the BAI be keeping a very close eye I presume look I always found it extraordinary Alan way back when when um, um, you'll remember it it was Scottish Radio Holdings was bought out by a company called EMAP East Anglia and and then when EMAP eventually moved out of Ireland they they were um, they were bought by Dennis O'Brien's Communicorp and the BAI and the Competition Authority. They said you can't have FM 104 when you already have 98 FM. You're going to have to you know because you know that's the right. Big yep. market. So um, FM 104 was ultimately bought by um, uh, UTV and. Uh, uh, I think the other one was Highland Radio up in Donegal, was bought by the um, Rabbit family, still one of the most successful local radio stations in the country in terms of listenership. And then that left him then with Today FM. So he had Today FM 
but he already had news talk. And I always found it strange that while the BAI were were insistent that he couldn't have the big two local radio stations in Dublin, I always found it strange that they thought it was okay that one company could own the only two national commercial licenses that are ultimately, in terms of a national audience, the the big rivals to, you know, uh, RTE. RTE. Yeah, absolutely. I always found that very strange. And even more so then, I found it strange that uh, both of these stations have, between the hours of, you know, like roughly, like the like the drive time hours, um, four to seven, these news and information programmes, which are ultimately, because of the nature of Irish society, vying for the same uh, uh, audience. Um, <laughs> guests as well, though. I mean, yes, you know, yeah. you know I, I had friends who worked in these stations who would tell you, you'd go down, and, and of course, then both radio stations are in the same building. I mean, I have friends who told me, you'd go down to get your guests at the reception area and you'd realise that the rival show was after getting a minister and you're going, oh, for God's sake, why didn't we get the minister? Crazy stuff like this. So I always found it strange that these two radio stations, ultimately owned by the same company, were kind of doing the same thing at the same time. Mind you, it's no stranger, I suppose, than it's no stranger than RTE where they have their chat shows, their, their television chat shows competing for the same guests as well. So you have the Late Late Show offering more yes. money yeah, than, than Brendan O'Connor's show or uh, Tommy Tiernan or whoever. Just madness. Madness. This all, this all culminated, um, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I can't remember the exact detail, but I'll, I'll tell you, I have a recording of it somewhere, Ellen. This all memorably ended with uh, a newscaster going on. So a newscaster went on either, either, either Today FM or, or News Talk and said, here's the one o'clock news on Today FM and they were on the wrong station. Um, so <laughs> uh, you, have to, you absolutely have to send me the link and we're going to put that MP3, up. There was an MP3 of that floating around at one stage. So that was hilarious. Well, no, Paul, you've got to send us the link so that news we can... Or Today FM, you know? We have to share it with listeners. I would, I would just love to give them a link to that and that's not out of badness. That's just out of pure stress uh, and understanding stress how things happen. Minute. Paul, we are utterly out of time. I could talk to you for another three hours or more we should do a mini series of broadcasting no in Ireland with Paul McDermott. Listen, thanks for those insights. You're, you're just, it's like opening an encyclopedia talking to you. I really enjoyed that chat. It's Thank you so much. times though, because normally all this stuff happens, as you know, just at industry level and small. But when you get a big change, like something like Bauer Media coming in, mm. there will be changes. So it's interesting. And those changes will affect listeners, you know. We'll come back and we'll catch up with you soon about that one. Paul McDermott for now from Rathmines College. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today. Thank you, Alan. Well, now, that's all I have for you for this week. If you have information you'd like to share with listeners or you have a good story to tell, then please email me on mediascope at dublincityfm.ie. And don't forget, you can hear podcasts of this and previous Mediascope programmes on www.irishacademy.ie. I'm Ellen Gunning. Sound this week was by Fergal Daly. Thanks to Paul McDermott and thanks to you for being with me today. I look forward to the pleasure of your company at the same time next week. So until then... Goodbye.